The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Today is August 14th. the 14th. The Cardinals currently sit one and a half games ahead of the Milwaukee Brewers after their victory today. And as of right this second, this is our 50th episode. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Just Nice milestone. There we go. How about that? And, and they said it wouldn't last. Who said that? I don't know. Probably a lot of people out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's there's a lot of haters. Well, what's the what's the uh, Lil Wayne wor- uh, like? Some about haters and then I don't, love. Or, uh, yeah. Well, there's a, he has a good lyric about haters. Sure he does. But he's I don't a good, he's what a good lyrics about a lot of things. He does. He does. Hey, Taylor Swift has a good. Okay, either way. Hey, congratulations, Caleb. Fifty. Thanks. Congrats 50. to you. I guess. <laughs> um, today was pretty awesome. We were in attendance for the game. Uh, really nice after the rough series in Coors, which, by the way... Who cares? I've been alive the entire existence of Coors Field. And as a Cardinals fan, obviously I don't watch what other teams do when they go to Coors, but Coors has always owned, it seems like, the St. Louis Cardinals. It's owned the Dodgers this year, too. It's just a wild place. It is a wild place. The outfield is absolutely huge. I've heard them talk about... I've heard the broadcasters and players say they wish they brought the fences instead of moving them back... They brought them in to make the, the field a little bit smaller for the outfielders. Makes you wonder why they had Charlie Blackman roaming center field for so long and how that even worked. <laughs> I mean, it felt like I remember growing up, obviously, with the Blake Street Bombers. And just, you you could be up 8 to nothing right off the bat. And you knew for a fact that that's not, like, they were going to score 8 runs. Yeah. And it just kind of feels that it way now. It felt now, like game that we were playing because we were mounting a charge in every game we were down. Yep. Yeah, I honestly there were a lot well, of positives made, to take they, away from that series. They made a charge in the one that we ended yeah, up winning. They, there's a lot of positives coming out of that series, I thought, and people were so negative about it. Especially some of the riders in St. Louis, I like a lot of them, but some of them are so damn negative about everything. It's the world is burning every three games. But that last game, I mean, they all, they were one swing away from winning it. They, the, I mean, they were honestly in the first game where they got kind of they got their shit rocked a little bit. They're one Dylan Carlson double away from who knows how that game goes. So they were in every game. It may have looked lopsided at times. But and if he, and I just don't overreact to any pitching performances in Coors Field. No, Miles was weird. If, he's actually, if that's in St. Louis, he probably gives up three or four runs. Yeah, and you know today's game. Just back to today's game. Obviously, uh, the Pujols double dinger today. I mean, five eighty or six eighty nine, got creeping closer. What's a rod? Six ninety six. So uh, cre- yes. you're creeping closer. Um, they gave out seventeen hundred chicken nuggets because of him today. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's six. It's uh, how did we num- not get any of those? It's the, uh, to one person. It's the no. It's the two people maybe because it was two. But it's the number of home runs he hits. They gave out that many chicken nuggets because he hit two of them today. They gave out six eighty eight to one person and six eighty nine to another. Um, today's forty fourth multi homer game. Musial had thirty seven. McGuire twenty eight. Hornsby eighteen. I was wrong by the way. It's thirteen hundred. My math was horrible. Either way, either way, six eighty nine. Here's what I will say. Few things about today's game, and we can we can dive into it a little bit deeper if you'd like. But just the environment. It was a playoff, and I mean, I, I said as soon as we walked in, you know, obviously you've got the 40th reunion of the 1982 Cardinals, the the team that I literally grew up, lo- like what introduced, I started collecting baseball cards in 1978, loved the game, but really fell in love with baseball because of the 1982 Cardinals. So super cool for How that weekend. How it was against the Brewers, too. Against the Brewers. In a, decisive, in a decisive game. No, nope, just like they're going to lose. lose today. Albert to do what he did today, but I will say the environment was playoff like. But when he hit the second home run, that stadium, I, I tweeted it out, it was literally shaking. Yeah, I, I haven't felt. Actually, that's, I mean, 
I, okay, so I'm going to run you back. The last three games I've been to have all been awesome, by the way. You're welcome. We've come back in all three of them. The one I was the Cubs game, you were there too. Correct. Where we came back and knew it, walked it off. The other one was the big Yankee game, the Paul DeYoung um, go-ahead double. Mm-hmm. And then this one, obviously, with the, with the comeback. Um, the, I haven't felt the environment at Bush Stadium like I have the, the, for the last two games. It's every night that place is rocking. It is, I mean, it's, a lot of it's because of Albert and Yachty, of course. But it's them. It's the fact that Mosaic actually went out, made some moves that were hard to stomach. I mean, Harrison Bader was their poster boy. They probably did not want to give him up. And they, they went out there and he said, well, we need to try and make this team better now for these guys. And the fact that he did that, that energizes the team, that energizes the crowd. And I have never heard a Cardinal um, team talk about how, juve, how rejuvenated, is that the right word? They feel um, because we don't of the, know. We don't know because of the crowd. Because yeah. like they feed off of it, they really do. And it was wild today. It was. It was, it was it so was much awesome. fun. You got obviously uh, uh, the homer early on from Renfro that we where we were sitting. He was right by us. I thought Dylan was going to catch it, and then just got o- got over his glove. And then Albert gets us right back in the game with a solo shot. Then Tyler ties it up. Then, then DC gives us the lead, and then Albert hits the three run, which is the cherry on top, which was great because then Rowdy goes yard off of Helsley. I'm going to say I'm he wouldn't gonna, have if we. I agree. If it was a I think that game is pit that that a baddest pitch completely different. If it was two zero. If it was two zero, yeah. he might just get on base. Uh, big series, though, to take two of three from Milwaukee. Honestly, I mean, here's the thing: uh, your last two games, your number one and your number two starters gave you 17 innings. And yeah, they gave up three and three earned runs. I think I'll take that every single day, every single matchup. And honestly, had and it Monty not been was great too, right? Had it not been for really, uh, and I, I'm not going to blame Yachty here, but for two bad, probably pitch calls, they they sweep that series. Yeah, and so, so Miles through eight today, eight today, seventeen plus six, so twenty three, twenty three innings, three earned one runs for the starting yeah. pitching. Uh, that just shows you right there. I mean, the Jordan Montgomery and Quintana effect has been. Felt throughout the whole team, and I said this last year. We felt the same way, where when you have it, just extends the bullpen. Everyone, Jordan Hicks threw zero innings this series. Wait, he might throw one. I don't know if he. I don't think. He, I don't believe he threw it all, and that's going to keep him fresh. It keeps everyone fresh. You don't need guys piggybacking anymore, really, unless Dak is bad. I mean, they've got a really solid five-man rotation. I know Dak is shaky, but the guy gives you a chance to win every time he pitches. And I, I know I was frustrated last night, and and. Probably said a couple things to you that I really honestly didn't mean about Gio because I am a Gio or Gio Gonzalez, Gio Gallegos, Gallegos fan. Um, and to be fair, you then that. you get on Twitter and you're like, okay, well now I realize why I shouldn't have said anything because, and I didn't say it on Twitter, but like people, he, he hadn't given up a run since June 13 or July 13. What? And when you yeah, said it, I he, said you now, sound like people on Twitter. You're right. You're right. And I hate that. So there were a lot. There, he does get traffic out there. But here's the thing. He's Last crazy. night, two things. You, you put him in a no-win situation when you've got a guy on second base. Yeah. Um, the pitch call, Ali referred or talked about it later in the year, was terrible. It's a he, bad he pitch also, call to Uri. He also hit the spot. Who, who was it? It was to Renfro. Renfro, And, sorry, I, and Renfro. I said that right when it happened. I was like, he hit yeah. his spot. Like, yeah. Yachty called for an up and in fastball. You know as well as I do, a lot of people don't shake off Yachty. He executed the pitch. Renfro was ready for it. I'm not going to blame Dickerson. That I mean, He did take a bad route. I don't know that he catches that ball. Anyway, I don't know that he I mean, catches he had, that he ball. He also had a hurt leg. Right. Newfar probably catches that ball. At the very least, doesn't allow a triple, and then we maybe tie the game. But at the end of the day, like, right. it's, it's, that extra, it's that extra innings thing. Yes, anything I happen. hate it. I'm like, not gonna lie. I absolutely and good on Rinfro. Good piece of hitting. He smoked that ball he is such a good up and out of the zone, and he got to third because he knew that was important to get that run in to get to third. Good for him. I mean, he played a good. He hit another one out today, and he almost hit another one out today. I've been. We've talked on here a lot about me. I, at least I have about. I don't think the Brewers are that great of a team. I think they have a lot of weaknesses. I think their bullpen is slowly becoming a weakness right now. 
But well, we saw it. But, at, but they play a great brand of baseball every single game. They do. They always do. They grind at bats. They they love Craig Council. They play well for him. He's a great manager, and their their players are all very fundamentally sound. So if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. That's what happened. And you know whatever. It was a good game. And the way I look at it, we could sit here and say, well, Wayno had a no hit on the seventh inning, and it sucks to waste that start. It does. But if the Brewers lose that game, they feel the same way about Corbin Burns. Correct. So it's Correct. like it was a great pitching matchup. Yeah. Wainwright was fantastic, which is a big positive to see. And Corbin Burns beat you. It happens. I loved Goldie's comments, though, because I agree that it was the best they've looked against Burns. They put together some really good bats, some hard contact. But he said, next time we play, we're going to have to hit him because we can't just keep going seven one run in seven innings isn't enough to win a game. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, that's how you should feel. Corbin Burns is great. Sometimes you get burns. That's why I'm going to start calling it that. There you go. He's, that's good. he's, in my opinion, the best pitcher in baseball right now, not Dame Jacob DeGrom. So sometimes he's going to go out there and he's going to shove it up your ass. And I assume the way that Wayno does in big games like that, where he elevates his game, he does the same thing. So you lost to a great pitcher in a great game, but you lost by one. And they put up a good fight in the last inning, too. So I don't. It was sucks to lose that game, obviously. You thought Wayno was going to throw a no hitter, and then you go to lose. But. Yeah, the Urias you know, bomb it, and the. The Brewers are going to be. It's hard to sweep the, the Brewers. It doesn't happen often. They don't get swept right. very often. Right. Except for by Pittsburgh, I guess. <laughs> well, a couple things also about today's game. It, it was the hottest 83 I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. Like I got um, up to 88 at one point. My, my wife told me to take sunscreen. I did not <laughs> take sunscreen. You'll play a lobster. I, I'm regretting that. And I'll, I'll tell you, for all you, you people listening out there, there is no worse feeling in the world than when you realize that your wife had told you to do something. She was 100% correct in it. And you did not do it. And you know that she's going to find out, and that's all there is to it. She was 100% correct. That was completely on me, not doing so. And I'm paying the price. And, hey, that's what happens when you play stupid Also, games, every time you go to the bleachers, um, and it's a sunny day, especially a day game, um, you're always like, why the hell did I not bring sunscreen? Because it is always so hot, and it makes it so much worse... Without sunscreen. I don't know. I can say it was bad. It was, I didn't, it literally, was bad. I didn't get sunburned, but I was going up a couple times just to get under some shade so I didn't get burned because I hate being sunburned, but you just stayed there the whole time and took it. I really you didn't did. Move. And you didn't I'll be honest. I, I, got, I did. I didn't get up once except for to celebrate. Um, I got home. I smelled terrible. I, I, oh, it was bad. Yeah, I was sweating a lot. It was bad. My yeah, Paul Young, was I went in an undershirt, Same. and my Paul DeYoung jersey was still sweaty. It was, it, was it was hot. 83 degrees. Also, 5-0 on the season with the Paul DeYoung jersey. There you go. There we go. Last season, they're losing it either. A um, couple things also about that. Not great. Like today, Tommy gets a double. Love to see two that. Two hits, by the way. Um, Tyler with two hits and a bomb. Carlson really looked bad his first three at best, but a huge homer late. Uh, look, if they get those guys first going. First time ever facing Taylor Rogers too, which is impressive. If they get those guys going, it's a completely, diff- it's, it's a completely different thing. Now, to be fair, we've been saying if... For a while I'll with those guys, that, but however, you know, you are starting to get to the softer part of the schedule, you know, and and you still have For to go out, you still have to go out and play great baseball. Yeah. Like I understand that, but if these guys can start to get some confidence, today had to be one of those building days. Like, and you said it to me earlier, kind of sucks that they have an off day tomorrow. Yeah, building that momentum and then have to take tomorrow off. Now at least you're at home for three with Colorado coming in. Yeah, and. That was a big. The Albert stuff was awesome. Oh, it's no, incredible. Don't get me wrong. That the, his reaction to his home run. Never seen him do that in his life. No, me neither. It was cool. He did the Ronald Acuna, the yeah. Star House. It was which incredible. Which is awesome to see. But um, that the biggest thing for me was the Tyler and the Dylan home runs. Yeah. Because I know Albert can hit lefties. I have no doubt that if, in the postseason he's going to face a lefty and do something cool. But those two are guys you need to see get going, and for them to both play the biggest roles. 
really in the game. Without those two, like, Albert doesn't get a chance to hit that. Right, home. right. And um, Ollie said after the game, they're all, not all home runs are created equally. Some are big momentum boosters. And we thought that maybe Tyler was going to get that after that three-run homer in and um, the Chicago. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And these two home runs, those are things that can get you going. And right. We saw Tyler, another infield single. I remember – this sticks out to me in my head. I don't remember why it does. But Danny Mac um, – this was probably 20 – 13 or 14, when Alan Craig was really struggling, 14, I think. Um, he had gone, like, 0 for his last 20, and he got an infield single. And then his next at-bat, he hits a home run, and they're like, oh, then they were saying before that, well, watch, next at-bat's going to hit a home run because that gives you that confidence. Tyler got one of those two. Yeah. So just to see a two for four by your name, right. even if necessarily one of those hits wasn't well-earned, Tommy, same way, he got an infield single, and he walked, he had a really good day. Um, and we know that in Coors Field, was a Coors? Tyler hit some balls yes. right on the nails, right, right, on the Three of right them at row, somebody. like 105. Yeah. It's like, those are things that just getting that two for four, your average jumping up five points or whatever it did, that's something that just gives you a sigh of relief because they can say they don't look at their stats. They do. They're human. They know, Tyler's going to arbitration next year. He knows he needs to have good stats to get paid. After he went like, to a rough arbitration yes. this year. So those things do matter to the hitters. It's a confidence thing. And Dylan's home run, this is the coolest thing to me about that. Um, apparently they had a meeting today about Taylor Rogers as well because they figured he'd be in the game at some point because you know Devin's not going to come in in a tie game. Correct. And Albert said, watch out, first pitch slider. Like, watch out for that. He likes to do it. He likes to get ahead with it. Dylan, first pitch slider home run. Albert Poole's first pitch slider home run. So that's cool to me that he shares that wisdom and they listen. Well, of course. And yeah. I know, but to right. listen to it, yeah, I get executed that way. For it to twice in one inning, that's, right. that's awesome. That's the yeah. residual effect of Albert Pujols. Oh, absolutely. And also you can talk about the residual effect of Yachty. Like, there's no doubt. Yes. What we've seen, I mean, yes, you can say the additions of Quintana and the addition of Monty, Monty have been huge, and I'm not going to argue And even Chris Rounds eating some innings. But what he has done to stabilize it. And look, I'm, I'm going to give Kiz some credit, too. I, he does a great today, job behind the plate. He just, that poor guy cannot hit. No, and he has some moments where he can. Like, he I, does. He's betting better than Yachty by batting average. Right, yeah. But, we we uh, have to have the worst catching like, we OBP we're in baseball, we're right? Fifth, I believe. Okay, OPS. But um, I thought Kisner called a really good game today mm-hmm. with Miles. He works very well with the starting pitchers. There's times where with the relievers, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's a little rough. But I think they both call great games. They both just are good at going out and settling guys down. Kisner is a great backup catcher. Which, He's a great clubhouse catcher. And, and I don't know next year, and obviously let's not get ahead of ourselves because we don't have to worry about that yet. I I mean, we don't know that Herrera's going to be ready. I don't know develops. if you can He's turn so it over. Right. Uh, it's gonna be, they may, that might be something they address in the offseason for a one, like maybe a one-year deal with somebody or even a two-year deal with somebody. A guy like Jan Gomes, maybe. I don't know. I don't, don't know. I don't want to throw names out. No, but there are guys know, out there. Like, like a Jan Gomes would be a right. really good fit if you don't feel Herrera's right. ready. I mean, but they might feel Herrera's ready. There is ready. Wilson Contreras. I mean, Her- Herrera's Herrera's I would, I would, yes, I would love to have him. <laughs> but Herrera's doing a really good job. Agree. Right yeah. Now. I, just, I think it was great for him to even come up. He didn't do great. But to come up and get the experience. Get the experience. Now he knows what to work on. And I trust that he's going to work on it. He's apparently a pretty hardworking two, guy. So. Two downfalls of the game today. Yeah. Uh, I did not drink enough water. No. And two, the wave. I hate it. It has to be the absolute worst thing in baseball history. And people absolutely <laughs> go crazy about it. You know who it. else hates it? Nolan Arenado. Does he? Good yes. for him. So he was in Colorado. And this was really bad. Like this was real. This was at the peak of Nolan trash talking, trying to get out of Colorado. He said when he got traded to St. Louis, he was like, "Yeah, I'm just glad because there are moments where like it would be in the ninth inning and we'd be down a run with bases loaded and maybe doing the wave." And I'm glad I'm going to a fan base that like lo- likes. And he said that it was like very like kind of jokingly, right? But he went back and apologized about it, right? But, but it's uh, true. But he does not like the wave. It's true, and also obviously like if you watch like. 
there are people who are paying way more attention to the wave. Hey, that's their right. Whatever. But I, I, yeah, I, it's I, also, I refuse. And it is something where it's like, if you're a kid, you're probably going to enjoy it. Just all I ask, do it before the sixth inning. It, it was it was cool 35 years ago. Do it before the sixth inning or do it yeah. in a game where it's not close. It's got to end. But when you're in like a big inning, I'm trying to see what's happening. Right. And we got people doing the wave in front of us in the biggest moment of the game to take a, whoever wins this game gets the division lead. Right. And it's like, right. why are we wait? Why are we trying to, first off, the pitcher needs to make a pitch and you're... Have your arms up behind home plate. I hate that. I okay, like what, what? How many games left do we have? What do you know that? Do you have that are, right off the top of your head? We are sixty-three and fifty-one, so that's a hundred and fourteen games. games. So forty-eight games. Forty-eight. All right. Um, Correct. So let's talk a little bit about the lineup. That's what I want to talk okay. a little bit about. Uh, obviously, I, I I'm I like what Ollie's been doing, righty versus lefty night. He's been doing a good job. Here's my question: Why do they hate Brendan Donovan so much? I think. I don't. I don't think they hate him. I think they love the fact that they can bring him in anywhere in a game to play defense and or um, coming again that bat because I think they really like the idea of having that versatility. And we look one through nine. Like I guess you could say you take Tommy out, but you do lose something with Tommy okay. on the but, game. Can I let me propose this to you? Okay. Against a righty, I want to see Brendan Donovan leading off the game. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it, but I would honestly say that I'd rather have him against a lefty because he's way better. Okay, just let me let me finish. I I want to have him leading off. So you want Tommy against, not playing against? No, I want Paul Dion not playing against a righty. He's better. Against I, I understand, but let me finish. I want you don't have a legit leadoff guy. Dylan Carlson, he had the bomb today. He's not your he's not your answer, and neither is Tommy Edmond. I think our answer is Nolan Gorman. It could be. It could be, but it, or I Lars Newt I don't. Okay, so so here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, then okay, then that, that's fine. I was going to say have Lars bat second, but if you want to have Lars lead off and Donovan hit second in that lineup, I'm fine. And then that puts Nolan Gorman in the five hole, which protects Nolan. And then now you've got oh, think about the depth there. Now you've got Gorman, Tyler, Dylan Carlson, five, six, seven. That's a completely different looking lineup than when you have DeYoung, Dickerson, and somebody else five, six, seven. That's I. I think it's something. Again, I'm not telling Ali how to do his job. That's not. What I, I'm just saying that's something I would look at. Is Lars in the leadoff spot or Donovan, and the other one hitting second? Yeah, I'm trying. That, to, that's what I. This, I'm, trying the to, I'm trying to find this stat, but and, and I don't know the exact numbers. I'm trying to find them, but I did see that Dylan Carlson from the two hole. It is his okay. Here we here we go. Dylan Carlson from the two hole from batting first. Dylan Carlson has it's, an OPS plus of it's the worst. On, it's the worst. It's really bad. Yes. Batting second, he has an 800 OPS in his career. What, so why what, what, does he have, what does he have in the six and the seven hole? That's what that's all I'm asking. His best is eight is eight thirty seven. That's from the six hole. Right. Okay. Seven. He's it's seven sixty one. That's his eighth is sixteen twenty five. He only has two at bats. Though. The thing with but, me is, okay, but but what I'm saying is batting second and third are his two best spots. OPS wise, other than seventh and sixth, I think you can bat him second. And also, here's my thing: I don't like batting two lefties in a row in our order. Here's what I, I hate would, that. I it's understand too easy to pitch it, to. Except late in the game, you can make an adjustment. It's too easy to pitch to. to, and you don't want to take. You don't want a situation like the other night where you take Lars Newbar and you take Brendan Donovan out because you want the matchups, and then now your defense is shot. But you're okay with two righties in a row. Yes, because our righties hit righties well, and that's okay. and like you know that's as well as I do. Lefty versus lefty is way different. That's fine. Look at Jesse Winker. There's no righty that hits as bad against righties as he does against lefties. I just think that with what Donovan does with his at-bats, he had, what's he hitting 280. But you have to have a position to play him. Where you want to play him? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Against righties, I'd rather him be at second and Tommy at short. I'm not going to lie. Like you can't Paul, do that to Paul the, DeYoung. Like, why? Because he's been our We're best doing hitter. It to Nolan. He's been our second. He's been in the top yes. four of our hitters. Okay. The last, and Nolan his Gorman, batting average has jumped 60 Nolan Gorman is our week. third best hitter on our team, and they're doing it to him all the time. Yeah, because he's horrible against lefties. 
Paul Young's better against righties. So what are you going to play him? You're only going to play Paul Young against a side where he's worse. And here's the thing, Dad. You have a better case to say that you would start Paul Young only against righties because Don is better against lefties and so is Tommy. Then, okay, then whatever. What, I guess my point is I'd like to see Brendan Donovan in the lineup a little bit more because all he has done is produce every time he goes out there. Right now where we are, Paul Young is not hurting us. In fact, he's been helping us. I agree with the notion of get him as many at-bats to see what he still continues to look like and see if people adjust to him and if he can adjust back because then you know what you look like for the playoffs. Right now, Paul DeYoung would be in my line nearly every day because I think you need to find out if this is real and if this is him or if he was just hot. Well, how has he been? Can you look up? Do you have his game log right there in front of you? I know. I don't know, but I know he had two hits yesterday. Okay. One against Corbin Burns, by the way. Right. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I think, and I think maybe this is magnified by the struggles of Tommy, by the struggles of Tyler, by the struggles of Carlson, by the struggles of our outfield, to be honest with you. Except for Lars. Um, but also, know, it's fair to say Lars just kind of... His only game he's let off, he gives on base three times. I guess here's so my thing. I guess you let him ride and see where that goes. Why are we goes. ever putting Dylan Carlson in the leadoff spot is my question. I guess lefty because he's really good against lefties. He's very good against lefties. Like 313 average good against lefties. I okay. mean, that's great. Okay. Like, who would you rather have there? I don't know. Like, I don't know lefty? the answer. No, yeah. the answer is Dylan Carlson. Yeah. And the answer is Tyler Neal right behind him. That's the thump we saw today. We did. How hard that line is to pitch to when there's a Taylor Rogers comes in. I honestly think Aaron Ashby pitched a hell of a game today. He did. He pitched, He was locating. He's got electric stuff. When he locates it, he's hard to hit. But when another lefty came in that wasn't so good, that's impossible to get. So you want Gorman in the five hole, not the two hole against righties, is what you're saying. I do. Okay. All right. Unless Dylan Carlson's leading off. What is, why do they hate Brendan Donovan? Um, why do they hate Alec Burleson? They don't. I think they just love the versatility he brings. And I, I, here's what I wish. I wish that they would give some guys some days off and let Brennan, because Brennan Donovan's a very valuable player. They can play anywhere. Yes. And I think Tommy could use some days off. DeYoung could lose some days off. Even Nolan could use a DH day and put Donovan over there. And I think as, I think they might start doing a little bit more. The problem is all these guys became healthy at a time where you have to win. So right. they're playing what they believe is their best nine. And to be fair, their best nine is probably out there right now today was their best nine. Um, well, I guess a lefty. I, it's just hard for me to look at a guy who's hitting 280 and he's not in the lineup. I know, but to be fair, he's batting 340 and he fell 60 points. I, I get it. I get it. He has been really good, though, lately. He has. And, and credit to him, man. That guy does not take a step no, back when he, he doesn't. doesn't play for he days. doesn't. I, I love that guy. He's gonna and I love Tommy's him. defense. He's Don't like a droided up Greg Garcia. He's yeah. like way better, but that's like, like he reminds me of. Uh, yeah, I love, I love Tommy's defense. So that, I mean, I understand all of it. Yeah, Tommy just brings, just interesting Tommy to brings me. no value to you if he's not starting. Right. Because he's not going to come in and get a big pitch. Well, nobody can come in and play defense. He could, but like he's too good not to have out there. So, Gorman is your, so Gorman's your DH against righties and Albert's against lefties, yeah. and that's how you're just going to run it the rest that's, of the year. Yes. Yeah. And I would consider, and I'd play Gorman a second sometimes, too. I would. I'd give Tommy some days off and play him a second. But wouldn't you play Donovan a I second? Like, yeah, I want to see what Gorman keeps looks like. And, I, think, I get it. I'm I want Gorman saying. to be a second baseman of the future. I love Tommy. Yeah. And maybe he's the shortstop, or maybe he's somewhere else. But yeah, I think they've got they've, here's they've the got some options. You've got, you've got Yepes, who's going to be coming back. I, don't he, you think he was sick today, didn't play. Well, don't you just think they're going to wait until September 1st to call him up? I would. I mean, otherwise you have to make a move. And it'd be Donovan. And they're not going to do that. They they're, they're can't not, do that. They're not going to do that. No, you can't do that. But I think also, hurt that also to be fair, but. where do you like if you're going to do that? Where is Yep is going to play? He's he needs to be on your bench in the postseason. Yeah, right. well, he'll be up in September. Yeah, but then you then that's going to be an interesting. My guess is Corey Dickerson's not on the postseason roster. If he keeps him like this, he will be. <laughs> so let's they go back a lot to of lefties on the who bench. is not. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing: you have Lars and Donovan. That's pretty good lefties right there. Lars will that's, be starting. That's what I'm um, saying. But you're right, Dickerson. I think what's he have the second or third best average since June first. Or July 1st. Which one is it? It's, one he's of those. not above Goldie or Nolan, I don't think. 
They have so two of the best third. That's what I'm saying. He, but he, there for a while, he was second to he Nolan. He might have passed Nolan now just He was second to Nolan eight, since whatever the time was, but... I don't know. Um, I don't it could be interesting do. for them to talk about. I think he's got to see who's do, playing well. Do they expand the postseason rosters this year, or does it stay at 26? I believe, I believe so. I don't know. I, I looked it up, but I couldn't find anything. Yeah, I tried to look that up also. I, I don't know. I want Wani Epes on the postseason roster. Same. I think he brings up... He brings up much It's just so hard... It's so hard now with the DH, and obviously I'm an advocate for the DH, and a lot of people aren't. But it is hard to then find guys at bat. It really the is. The best part about this, we would have never had this conversation before, where we have this many good bench bats. Agreed. Look at la- look at the last three yes. years. Their, their positional player's depth is incredible yes. right now. Yes. And I think it is expanded because remember last year we brought up Juan Yepes on the roster. Yeah. So maybe. So here's the thing: they're gonna have some guys coming back, some starters. You might have a situation where Dak Hudson's not on the roster and you take an extra batter. Right. And that's Juan Yepes. Um, so, coming up this week, you've got... Oh, just one... No, a couple... Oh, that's fine. Coming up this week, you've got Colorado here for three. Yes, yeah, sweet. I'm going to say that now. They, I, you, okay, I get it. I get, I get it. But when you, if you're going to lose a series to them, you want to win the season series. And also, they are the like a historically bad team on the road. Like a 300 winning percentage on the road. Yeah, they, like I you've agree. Got, you've got... And they do not have there. good pitching. If you want to be an elite team, elite team sweep that team. Yeah. So go out there and you have your guys lined up. It's going to be Quintana, um, Monte Ueno, right? Yeah, Quintana, Monte Ueno. I mean that's set up perfectly for you right there. And, and all their pitches are worse on the road. And the Brewers have four with the Dodgers. Yeah. So that's good. And then we they go, play tomorrow. Uh, yeah, they do. Nice. Um, I, oh, don't we have one game? Didn't we figure out we they have a game in hand, but they're one behind? So us. yeah, we'll be even tomorrow. Correct. Okay. So um, if that's a loss, then we're two games up. And they're back in the loss, correct, in the loss column, which is what you always want to pay attention yeah, to they have time a, of year. they have one more loss than we do. Um, and then this weekend they go to Wrigley for three. Uh, and then next week the Brewers go to L.A. for three. So those next ten games are huge. It's I mean, tough. Those and are playing at Wrigley's even tough. And, even well, we go, we go to Arizona. Which, you which know, Merrill Kelly's good, good and Zach Gallon's good. You guys so get late-night baseball. That's my favorite thing in the world. We talked about this the yeah. other day. West Coast 9 o'clock summer baseball yes, it's awesome. is my favorite. And, and if you're not watching the Mariners, by the way, we've talked about it all year. We'll you talk about be. them later. Um, my power rankings. But, well, don't, hey, yeah, right. Well, what are we the, doing here? They're the first team. You're not supposed to give the milk away. Hey, it's a tease. The Mariners, I want to talk about them because I really like that team. And then we then we play five next week at Wrigley, which would be, that's going to be juiced. That's going to be so much fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I love games in Wrigley. Yeah, that's so going to be a lot of fun. That's kind of like Coors Field sometimes. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting... These next ten games, man. Like, the, honestly, it's you right could create you. some separation. Uh, Dak getting skipped, right, this yep. week? So we, we go into Colorado with, with Q tomorrow night. Or Tuesday they night. They come here, but yes. Yeah, sorry. Q Tuesday. Um, Monty Wednesday. Monty and then Wayno. Wayno. Got to love that setup. at home. And then you set up against... Miles on Friday. And, and then, then we talked about Dak this earlier. Again, I would think. I, I don't. It could be Palante. Uh, my bet is Dak throws a bullpen today or tomorrow. Yeah, and then throws another one because he's throwing he throw two bullpens. They said. Yeah. They were trying to work on his effectiveness against lefties and not walking people as much. Which, by the way, he's been better at lately. He's been way more competitive. He wasn't terrible in. I thought he was good. Walks I thought he was good. They do that's not trust him. Three, you in they do not trust field. him the third time through. No. And I don't blame him. Right. Right now he's got to be more efficient. What people forgot, and I, I was on actually, and I'll be honest, I was on the Dakota Hudson. Uh, revive. What, what if you called the revenge? Re- the revenge. So I was on the revival tour, coming off Tommy. People forget he had massive surgery on his arm just a little bit over a year ago, and also people, well, a year and a half people ago. forget this because he was so good. <clears throat> 
in the in a relief role. Um, no, yes, but no. Last he was year. really good in 2019 as a starter. Right. But he walked the most people in baseball. So this has always been who he's been. It's just you don't notice it when he gets out of it. And I'm not going to start give, scoring. You notice it. I'm not ready to give up on Dakota Hudson. No, no. And if they trade him in the offseason, that would suck. And I, I don't would, think they I will. would get it because our rotation might be a little stacked if Wayne comes back. But um, I think. Tommy John is hard to come back for with your location because you have to get a feel for your new. You have a new ligament in your damn arm. That um, is that is not easy Q, to go through. Q goes Sunday then to close out the series. I love then that. Then you've man. got then you've got I you, you're going to have to do something. I don't know if it's a if it's a call up a Libertor or if it's a Zach Thompson. Libertor got five games yesterday. In, five games in four days. You're going to have to do Plante. You're going to have to be creative. I think there with your starting rotation because open day probably. I, it's got to be our Plante day. They'll be able to call, yeah, they'll be able to call an extra guy. Maybe that's Zach Thompson. So, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do no, that. Zach Thompson will be on that roster that day. I yeah, it. should be on the roster um, now. But yeah, I understand it. it was, I don't. But well, Pac, I mean, what are you going to do with Pac? Like, I don't understand. He's been very good. I mean, he has options. Yeah. So you send him down. Yeah. Well, like I said, September 1st, I mean, you've got the op- You're going to, uh, Thompson's going to be up here. I mean, no, what you do, you send Jake Woodford down, and then you put Zach Thompson in your bullpen. That's what you do. Yeah, I like Dick Woodford a lot. So it's not it's actually good. that's unfair to him. He was great too. He came out two innings. He was was able to hold it lead there. We almost came back because of him. It's another guy so they hate. I really like. I really like Jake Woodford. He might start that game. Yeah, he, he might get an opening role for three innings. So they got like some Jake options there. Good guy. I'm but I, but you've got the next eleven games for us versus the next ten for the Brewers. I mean, you have the ability to put some distance between yourself. Yeah, and don't like count out the really Brewers do. to think they're just going to go out there and go no. 0 and seven against the Dodgers. Not going to happen. They'll probably win yeah, two could. or three games. I don't see it happening. They will get. They're just such a competitive team. They're going to give you a gonna fight. Burns is going to pitch game four. Yeah, they're going to give you a fight every time. Yeah. They're a tough team, and Woodruff and Freddie are going too. They're back. Right. So, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. I kind of hope, and I, this is weird, maybe that they keep it close. If the Toronto's win it, I hope it's close. I do not want a situation like last year where they don't play a competitive game for a week and then have to go in against a team who's the third wild card spot if they win the division that has been playing for their life the whole time. Because that puts you in a situation where now that team's been fighting and they've been in playoff mode the whole time and you've been resting for a week. Our last six games, by the way, are against Pittsburgh. Yeah. So gonna, three there and three here. Three here and three they're there. They're going to clinch with five games back and mm-hmm. they're not going to play. I'm going to be nervous. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, anyway... Um, I'm so just I, a couple things within the system. How about old uh, Chandler Raymond? Guy I've never heard of. Just gonna be honest. I'm Home run cycle. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. And Springfield. Yeah, Springfield, Springfield scores a shit ton of runs. You have a chance to go see Springfield go. Well, that they score a ton of runs. And um, Gordon Graceffo's down there. You watch him pitch. Um, another thing in the system we weren't planning on talking about that. By the way, that's awesome. I just I've never to heard that of it. Second player in professional baseball history to do it. Is it, is it really? Second. No one's ever done it in the MLB, but two have done it in the minor leagues. It's incredible. Um, Inahan Pinagua threw a gem today again. He got dressed out for seven innings for the first time. No One hit, no earned runs. That's a guy that will be in the top 100 prospects by the end of the year. He is such a stud. I love that guy. He's so good. I mean, they're developing some good pitching right now, which is obviously huge because that's been their downfall. They trade a lot of it away because they had an abundance of it, and then it kind of fell off, and there's now none of it, it seems. So um, just keep an eye on that kid because he is Look, a stud. A cu- couple things since our last uh, podcast with, with uh, D on here. Uh, the Guardians are now two and a half games up on Minnesota. They did nothing. I was like, D, why did they do nothing? Well, maybe they didn't do, need to do anything. We're going to talk about them. Right, I understand that. Um, so playing very, very, very well. Seven three way, in their last. Andres Jimenez made one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. He got a ball. It was. It looked like. I mean, they were in Toronto, so maybe this is why I thought that. But it was like Roberto Alomar highlights at second base. He got the ball, and he wasn't gonna get the guy out at first. The guy thought it was a base hit, so he was busting it, and he went home and he gunned him out at home. 
Didn't even hesitate. Didn't even look. Just turned around, threw it at home, and hosed him. Uh, Andre Simmons is really fun player to watch. I love Yankees two and eight in their last ten. Woo! We, we 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 hey we took we took money and we said fuck off. Also, they might be one and nine now. No, it's two and eight. They, so, I think this is uh, I think this is updated. Is it? Because they just lost. Yeah, lost a series Boston. in Boston. Guess what? Three nothing. No. Or, I mean, I'm shut out tonight. Three nothing. Yeah, Michael Walker. Michael Walker threw a gym seven yeah. innings. Good for him to be back. He's been um, around all year. Okay, um, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Before we do that, Rafael Devers is really good at baseball. Well, okay. yeah, uh, yeah, he is. He made a great play and a bomb today. Um, also, I know what I want to. Say. Hold on, I'll get to it when get you get to it. it. Okay. All right. Um, I was really bummed to hear the Fernando Tatis Jr. news. Now, I'm going to say a few things. I'm going to let you address it, and then we, we're going to move on. Uh, that's the way I kind of want to look at that. I, I am a Fernando Tatis Jr. fan. I love the way the way he plays the game. I love the flair. I love the pizzazz. I love the swag. I love all of it. I'm a big fan of his. But I'm, I, this is the one thing I'm going to say. I don't care. Fill in said athlete. Obviously, the report, or the the thing that was written, Fernando Tatis Jr. No offense, but he did not write that. No, he did not write that. No. Um, but stop you saying. Him too. Stop saying. I take full responsibility, and then in the next breath say, "But I didn't know." Uh, that this is where I draw the line. The one thing I've learned over my life is athletes who play professional sports, Olympic sports, fill in the blank. No, literally every single thing. They put in their body. They should. And if they don't know, they have their own trainers, their own team of doctors, and the team's doctors, the team's trainers, and MLB's doctors and trainers to check out. I've heard, I've heard uh, athletes talk about they won't even eat certain chicken breast until they find out if, to make sure there's no what, whatever GMO is put into it. You can send any medicine you're prescribed or you want to take. To your doctor, and they will test it and tell you if there's anything, any trace of anything in it that could get you busted. And every player today has their own team, which includes doctors and trainers. But they also have the team, and like I said, the league. So this whole, oh, I had ringworm, I didn't know. I'm like that's fugazi, and I don't want to hear it. Look, just say I was trying to get back. What he wasn't trying to bulk up. He wasn't trying to hit more home runs. He was trying to get back on the field quicker. Which, by the way, I freaking respect. But you have to do it within the confines of today's rules because they're going to catch you. Can I also say that if he was trying to do that, he's a fucking idiot. You know why? I love Fernando Tatis, so I'm not saying he is one. I'm saying if that was his reason for taking it, one, you're going to get busted. That's but, what I'm saying. But also, that medicine, I saw a doctor tweet this, pretty reputable doctor. Um, that slows bone health. Was it Dr. Drew? No. That slows, it slows bone health and bone... Um, this medicine he took? Yes. Okay. So they also thought Tatis was going to be back in two months. It's been five. So is that a reason that maybe he took a little bit longer to get back? It could be. I don't know. I don't know how he's been taking it. Um, I love Fernando Tatis Jr. I have his jersey. I'm a humongous fan of his. But I can't say that I don't feel that he is incredibly immature. There are two There are two things, two reasons for why he could have done this. One, he could have done it for performance slash getting back on the field. That's possible. And I don't know how, if that doctor is 100% right, if there are reports that are opposing on what this medicine can do for you. But he could have done that, and one, that's stupid. You're going to get tested, and you're gonna, it's going to ding up. You have to take this medicine for a decent amount of time for it to say that you took it. That's just how it is. D. Gordon took it. It's just straight up a steroid. If you're cur- curious about what it is, it's a topical steroid. You apply it to your skin. It's straight up a steroid. It's almost as bad as what Barry Bonds was doing. And, what, or, or, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Thank and you. He's still on the Hall of Fame. But two, if he was, honestly, genuinely, this is a possibility to talk about it, had a ringworm. And was trying to fix that. How dumb do you have to be not to get your medicine checked 
not to know what you're taking, not to do one quick Google search for God's sake, not to ask the doctor that gave this to you, not to do anything. They give you a list every year of stuff. And you know why I know this isn't co a coincidence and I don't believe the story one bit? Um, how many players get popped a year? Three? Three two, to five. Two or three. There's been three this year, two last year. So five in the last two years. If, that, if this was a common thing where people were taking medicine and it was just popping up and they had no way to know, more people would be having this. Correct. They don't. So what he did was stupid. It, I don't want his career reputation to be ruined. It will be hurt, obviously. I don't want that. I'm not going to say that any of his numbers are tarnished. I don't believe that. He was getting tested a lot when he was leading the league in homers, I would assume. So I don't think that any of Fernando Tatis' numbers have at all been should have at all be looked at Agreed. in a way where and they're going to be and it's fair to do so. But I don't believe that. Um, he's not a big muscly guy that relies on that. But it is just unfortunate that you see a guy that threw away his reputation. He probably will never be in the Hall of Fame. But agree with it or not, you can't put him in the Hall of Fame now. You, you just cannot. Well, I think we got a long way to go before no, we start talking I mean, about Fernando Tatis Jr. In the uh, Hall of I know, Fame. but you can say he's on the track to do so. Maybe. I mean, he's had the best two at first. He's played in a year. He's had 200 of the best. Of the best some, the first 200 games of his career, there's very few people that have done what he's done. Agreed. So he's on that track, just like Juan Soto's on that track. They could fall off, obviously. But he's ruined that. He's ruined that reputation, and that sucks, and I hope he comes back, and I hope he's great for the city of San Diego. But he let down his teammates. Obviously, their comments very damning. Yeah, it seems like Preller and Mike Clevenger and Manny and Machado, Machado did not hold back. It seems like there's a big thing. Obviously, when you're star player gets hurt on a motorcycle, and then this, there's going to be some disappointment, there's going to be some resentment. Um, but two, he let down the whole city, city, and the most important thing, he let down the sport of baseball that loves yes. him, wants him to be the face of baseball. We'll never have that again. No. He will never be the face of baseball. A-Rod was never, Derek Jeter was. There's a reason for that. So, and all of his young fans, how do you explain to your young child that they're eight, and they have that Fernando Tatis Jr. fat head, and they have the jersey, and they're wearing the hair, Charlie Freeman comes to mind, Freddie Freeman's son. How do you explain to him what their, what their favorite player just did right. and why he's not coming back now? Yeah. How do you? How yeah, do it's, you? It's I don't know how you do. Game. It's bad for us fans. It's horrible, and it's, I hate it. Yeah, I hate I it too. I love that guy so much. He's so fun to watch. He's like he's my he's our generation's Griffey. He was on the way to be that. I'm not saying talent wise. I'm saying the generation just loved by everyone. Everyone Maybe wants to not. be him. That's what I'm saying. He was on Maybe the way. He's not loved what by I'm everyone. Saying is, no, I'm talking about fans. He was my generation's Ken Griffey Jr. right now. What he was doing, how much everyone, all the fans loved him. He was how everywhere, His, his yes. flair, everything he did, cover of video games, doing everything. Um, and he just ruined it for what? Even if you wanted to come back, and I get it, but even if you did and you don't come back for a year, why are you ruining your legacy? Now you're not back for 80 games. It's, it's horrible, yeah, and... and it just goes back to, I can't again, imagine it. don't I say didn't I didn't know what I put in my body. No, and maybe that's true, but he's okay, going to say but that. But I understand it. You're and I than a cheater. That's, that's it. So that's why he did it. It's a PR move, and it's, it's what I would do, too. I'll be honest with you. I know, I would, I, and but nobody buys it. As a teammate, would you respect him more if he came out and said what happened? Probably. Yeah. I, but, I think, honestly, I would yeah, I would respect him way more if he said, I was trying to get back on the field to be yes. with my teammate, and I thought that if I did this, uh, it would at least allow me to get yes, healthy. Yes, but he also quicker. knows. He also knows that if he does that, he's labeled as a cheater because that's what he's doing. Well, he already but is. But in the event that, say, fifteen years down the line, he has six hundred eighty home runs. Right. Um. Maybe that. What, I mean, David Ortiz maybe that. Right. Maybe that doubt. He never got suspended, so that's a cap. I, I get it. But, but maybe that doubt creeping in. They say, well, maybe he was just doing it because he put up these numbers still, so it didn't really help him that much. Yeah. Maybe that gets him in the. It does maybe help his legacy if he comes back and he is Fernando Tatis Jr. still. So that is that's what I would do too. 
It sucks. As a fan, you want to be told the truth. You don't want to be lied to. But you get lied to a lot yeah. as a fan. I it get it. Happens. I get it. It's just, and it sucks. Also, you won't be in the World Baseball Classic either. I saw them. It said it's it's all it's weird how nobody who's ever been tested positive for steroids has ever done them. Right. Right. Like, yeah. That's yeah, what everyone right, says. That's yeah. what they're gonna say. So, no one's gonna come out and say I cheated. Obviously, it's that's hard to do. that's the big story in Major League Baseball this week, which sucks because man, you had the Phillies and Mets who had a really good series. You had the Yankees, Red Sox, the Cardinals, Brewers. Um, who, who there was but the it other, shows you how awesome this kid is. That everyone oh, cares oh, as much oh, about it. Almost had a perfect game today from the Rays. Um, you know, you had a really good this week of baseball, almost, and everybody's talking about Fernando Tisi. This is more jarring than A-Rod. Than A-Rod no, game. I don't know about that. And here's why. At the time, that was an epidemic. There were steroids all over the place. It just come off that's, that's the fair. bond stuff. This is how, how 15 years removed from a star? Yeah. 10, 12. That's fair. Last time was Ryan Braun. And that was even then, a lot of people got popped for that. One player. that This is way more jarring to me. This is the best player maybe in the world when he's on the field. It's it's awful, and I hate it. I really when it, well, my sister told me that it happened. Yeah, I was just hoping that it hadn't happened. I was outside grilling and having a cocktail, and all of a sudden I hear my daughter come out, "Dad, Dad, guess what happened to Jeff Passan? It was that was a passing nuke. That wasn't a passing no. bomb." And this doesn't change my view of my love for Fernando Tatis Jr. the baseball player. But it does change my love and how much I appreciate it for Nano Tatis Jr., the person. Because he seems to be a very, very selfish individual to yeah. right now. Right. And there's no other way to take We don't know. There's no other way to take it. There's no other way to take the Manny Machado yeah. screaming him in the dugout saying, right. it's not about you. Right. Then the motorcycle crash. Then the video of him driving uh, like 100 miles an hour with his head out the window. Right. Then the video. Uh, and then now this. Like, there's no other way to really think about it. I agree. It. And I wish it wasn't the case. And, whole, and he's still got so much time, guys. Manny Machado is one of the most respected people in baseball right now, and he was throwing bats at people right. when he was young. Yeah. So he's got time. Let the kid work it out, but it sucks. It does. It does. I hope his reputation is not It's a black guy for the sport a little bit, yes. you know, and that's, that, that's what always sucks, I think. You know, and I'll, again, I will always say, and I've said this forever on here, and as, I mean, to most people, I want the best players in the game playing every night. And he's one of the best. And he's one of them. Right. Top so, five. So, uh, in, in uh, that vein, vein, uh, we sat behind a couple from Philadelphia today, talked a little bit about the Phillies and Bryce Harper. They and don't like the Mets. They love them some Bryce Harper, though. They said they, they have season tickets in the outfield, and every night he comes out and, like, you know, tips his hat to the entire fan base. Uh, the entire They said literally the entire city has embraced him. But he's on, I mean, looks like he okay, could go on a rehab start here soon, and that is great for the Phillies, but it is great for baseball. Yeah, that it kind of sucks. This is I'll get to Bryce Harper in one second. It kind of sucks that this Mets series was played without Schwarber and Harper because that kind of sucks. You want to see the best play up against the best. But, um, yeah, it's huge for baseball. I mean, that's those are guys like that where, yeah, the Tatis news sucks, but you've still got so many great players in this game right now, and Bryce Harper is at the top, very top of that list, and I'm so excited to watch him play baseball again. He is going to be rejuvenated. We haven't seen him in a playoff run in a while. Like a legit one, and they're in the middle of one, and they have a really good team, and I'm really excited to see what he can do. It does seem like the words out of Philly's camp are he will probably DH only, which makes sense. Fine, I mean let they're going to have to address they're going to have to address the arm probably in the off season. And also, Castellanos playing really good um, defense in outfield, and, and they're fine. Like he is like Harper, great, great out there, but just put he's it, all right out there. But really good arm. Adding right. his bat in the lineup and his presence in the dugout. Oh, that's a shot in the arm. All right, guys. Hey, we're gonna take about a two minute is that break. A pun for Tatis. Oh man, it wasn't. But because he didn't know he's he didn't take shots. I yeah, there it. were no shots. I get it, but I had to go there for it. Yeah, no shots. All right, let's go to break. Yeah, we're gonna take just a couple minute break, guys. Hold on. Uh, we will be right back. As always, um, you know, you can find us on uh, Twitter at more underscore noble at Caleb Noble zero uh, eight. You can also find us on Facebook, the More You Noble Sports Podcast. And uh, as always, find us on your favorite podcast platforms where you're listening to now and give us a five-star rating. Guys, hang on. We'll be right back. 
And uh, we just have uh, a few more things to take a trip around the league. We got some uh, some breaking news for the podcast that we want to go through. And the power rankings. And the power, that's why, and the power rankings. And uh, then we'll get out of here and call it a Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Welcome back, everybody, to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging on through the break. We greatly appreciate you for that. Uh, time to take a little stroll around the entire MLB with our updated power rankings. You want to start with those? Um, last week we had a big shakeup. A few teams entered in. This week, another big shakeup. As things, hey, as Bob Dylan said, uh, the times they are a changing in the major leagues. They are. And my number 10 team is probably my favorite team outside of the Cardinals to watch right now, and that's the Seattle Mariners. Um, I wanted to put them higher, I really did, but 5-5 five and five in the last 10, so they have fall, faltered a little bit. 62-54 um, and 54 on the year. Uh, J-Rod's back, playing well, of course, because he's one of the best players in baseball. He's top 15 already, in my opinion. I think I put him there. Um, their pitching staff got a big boost. Luis Castillo has been lights out twice against the Yankees, too, by the way. He shut down the Yankees... Three times in a month. Because he threw the Reds and then the Mariners, which is fun because they won them so bad. What, what, what an acquisition. But he, he's great. Robbie Ray's stepping it up. Matt Brash has been good in a relief role lately, and I really like that guy's future. Chris Flexen's still a solid guy. I really like their team. I love their lineup. Jesse Winker's starting to get going a little bit. Um, so they're number 10 for him. With the Mariners, uh, you tell me if this is good or not. 45-0 and 0 after when, when leading after 8. Paul Seawald's... It's a stud. He's so good. 45. Now, that could have changed this weekend. So it could be higher than that. I noticed they did not lose a lead. But I heard that on Saturday, I think. Andres Munoz, by the way, good for that guy. He he was with the Padres, and he kind of faltered a little bit, had some injuries. Comes out, He's throwing 103 and not giving up runs. He's yeah, that's so good. And, and Mitch Hanniger, uh back, right? Mitch Hanniger's back. He's back. Yeah, the, uh, uh, he's Ty bald, Francis by the way. Back. I didn't know that. He's completely that, bald now. That's, uh, that's a very, very, very <laughs> nice. Ty is really good. Addition to that, that lineup. So good. Yes. Got him a fan of him. All right, you want to go to number nine? Absolutely. Your D's going to be happy. The Guardians make their first, first appearance. Shout out! I'm going to say they're going to win the division. Um, I think they're the best team in the AL Central. The White Sox, Tony Lewis should have been fired already. They the won. Johnny Cueto quotes were damning. We should probably talk about that after this. Yeah. Um, 61 to 53, 73 in the last 10, just won a series against the Blue Jays, who, a spoiler, are off the list. Because they are 3-7 in the last 10. Correct. But um, the Guardians, 7-3 in the last 10. They, they're young. They play with a lot of fire. They don't strike out. They're, Jay Bieber threw another gym tonight. Um, cost Vladdy his hit streak. Um, I really like the Guardians. I like what they're doing over there. I wish they would have made some moves. But the team they've got is pretty good. I like them. Anything else? Um, I got I got nothing. I, I Hey, I, one, I'm super happy, pumped for D. I'm super pumped for the city of Cleveland. Uh, I still I still truly believe they should have done something to upgrade that roster at the lineup. Or at the lineup. At the deadline, they didn't. But, man, and Minnesota did, but they just can't They just can't seem to sustain. They And I think it comes down to the point when, when Cleveland was just sort of floundering, and I say floundering, right around playing around 500. So the Twins just couldn't pull away. Nope. They had opportunities, and they just couldn't I do it. I don't think they have a good enough and roster to it. It does seem to me like, if we're going to be honest, the White Sox have one of the most talented rosters in that division. But they just they can't ever get out of their it own way. Seems, it seems like there's something missing. And whether that's a veteran presence in the clubhouse from a player or the manager a disconnect from them, yeah. Um, we'll talk. I want to talk about them after this, okay? A little bit, not All much, right. but a little bit. Um, and I got the Phillies. 
All right, that's, 60, well, hey, they, that's where they were last week. 63 and 51, 73 in the last 10. I knocked them down below the team we're going to talk about in a second. Just for the simple fact that they lost that series against the Mets. I know they didn't have Bryce. I know they didn't have Schwarber, but we're talking about who they are right now. I like the addition of Noah Syndergaard. I don't think he's a game changer, but I think he definitely strengthens their rotation a lot. I like Roger Suarez a lot. I like Kyle Gibson. They've got six solid six solid starters. They got, I don't know. they got a really good four that they're going to be able to roll in the playoffs. Um, they're Swept both, this weekend by the Mets. has got some huge boosts, some really good performances from some of the guys they got. Robertson's been good, and Dominguez coming back was huge for them. I, I like them a lot. They're I think fine. they have another four-game set coming up with the Mets here soon they also. Do. Yeah. They do, and hopefully Cosworth is back for that. Yes. I'm not sure if he is or not, or if he's set to, no, I don't but I hope that. he is. I haven't heard. Because he kind of kills the Mets, and it's fun. Um, number seven, I got the Cardinals. Um, That's where they were seven last and three time. in their last ten. Uh, 63 and 51. I think we would, were all hoping probably that they were going to maybe have a little bit better than a, a 500 record this week when you saw the Rockies, but we talked about that earlier. But um, to beat the Brewers, that's what put them above the Phillies to me, to go in there and take control of that series and win it. Um, just I don't, They're playing really good baseball right now. I like where they're at right now a lot. I think, I think honestly, every part of the team's pretty strong right now, and I'm, I like where they're trending. It is. Um, six, I got the Padres. Obviously, just talked about Tatis for a while. But, hey, they got Juan Soto. Like, we liked the Padres before the season when they had Tatis and no Soto, and now they just switched them. So Correct. they're still a really good team. Hostan Kim's really been pretty good since the last, like, three weeks. So, um, and no Tatis, he can fill in just fine there. He's really good defensively. But their rotation is just such a power, such a strength for that team. And I do think their bullpen probably could have used a little bit of help. But uh, they're, they're a good team. They added Josh Hader. Yeah, but he's been bad. I understand, but... Like, I know, but some help... I mean, some depth... More depth yeah, help I get than high-end help, is what I guess is what I was saying. Um, five, I got the Yankees. I don't know if they fell a, a spot where they four last they week. They were four last week, yeah. Um, two and eight in the last ten. They've been horrible for six weeks, it seems now. Um, I think their lineup's kind of getting exposed. Without Giancarlo Stan, the lineup's just not the same. And Rizzo. He's back and not doing well. Right. Um, but so Stan, Rizzo came back this he, weekend. Yeah. Um, Stan, obviously, he, he's a big difference. He's a difference maker. He's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, going to be... Um, but you, you also build a team with a lot of guys with injury history, so it's going to happen. Michael uh, Clay Holmes has been bad. Michael King's out for the year. I don't. I'm, Chapman's been good, so that's good for them. But I don't know. I mean, Loisega's not the same guy. They've done a lot of weird things where they kept Albert Abreu on the roster and Marinaccio went down when he was one of their best relievers. I don't know. They, they seem like a team right now that's hitting their first wall and it's at a bad time. But I think they're going to be fine. I just don't think they were the team they everyone thought they were. The first 100 games. All right, top four. Braves. Braves are number four. 17, 46, 73 in the last 10. Um, they really missed an opportunity to beat the Mets, but I still think they're one of the best teams in baseball. I still think they're maybe the best team in the National League besides the Dodgers. Um, no, shot the Mets. I just think the Braves have a really good team. But um, they need Austin to get going. Austin Riley just keeps raking. Uh, he's, he's one of the best players in baseball. Yes. Uh, number three, I've got the Mets, 75 and 40. Really close to putting the number two. I just, I just don't think they're as good as the other two teams. But I mean, they're eight and two in the last ten. They just keep winning. Um, they find ways to do it, whether it's hitting. Their pitching dominates. I don't know how their lineup's as good as it is. We talked about this earlier, but it, it just ends. It is as good as it is. Took so four, we gotta talk about. Took it. three or four from from Atlanta and just swept Philadelphia. Two, I no, mean, they only won two or three. Phillies won the first game. My apologies. I yeah. thought they lost. The Phillies won the first game. Okay. Won the second game. Won the first. They game. didn't win the second game. Then they won the first game. Won nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they won the first game, and uh, I think an extra. Okay. Race. But um, yeah, the Mets really good team. I don't. I don't. They're playing better than I thought. Buck Showalter, I think, has had a massive impact on right. that team. Um, number two, I got the Astros. Okay. Uh, I I love the Astros. They're seventy five and forty one, seven and three in the last ten. They've got the best pitching in baseball, in my opinion. And they just added Lance McCullers. Um, they, yeah. 
and then they got one of the best lineups in baseball, and some of their guys have been hurt. Even Michael Brown out for the year, that really that sucks. sucks. Yeah, I, I, he's one of my favorite players yeah. when he's playing. I love how he plays. Yeah, but um, still, just a dynamic offense, a great staff. But they Christian just Vasquez they got, really brought in Trey Mancini. I mean, and Vasquez. Yeah, and I think Vasquez is going to do a lot for that team, just because he's a catcher that can hit. They've been missing that the last couple of years. Um, and number one is the Dodgers. I have nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. right. Seventy nine and thirty four, nine and one in the last ten. Lost their winning streak today. They're just uh, uh, they're a great ran organization that spends their money very wisely. Twins and Blue Jays drop out. Mariners and Guardians pop in. Shout out to the Guardians and the Mariners for that. Uh, Phillies Cardinals stay the same. Braves move up two spots. Padres drop one. Yankees drop one. Mets drop one. Astros go up one, and the Dodgers remain number one. There you have it. The more you noble sports podcast. Our ranking. The Mets are probably wondering the what they have to do 14th. to stay at the two spot. I just like the Astros a lot. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I think... They had a good week. Like, cause I, like the, I mean, I don't think you can sit and argue with the Braves, Mets, Astros, Dodgers. Oh, uh, tell the Mets fans after we post this on Twitter. Because they will. That's fair. They're going to hate you. That's fine. I don't care. I yeah, hate that's, this is your week, so right. I'm going to let, let you that's take it. That's fine. I don't like them either. Uh, just a couple other things <laughs> before we get out of well, here. I'm kidding. If you're a Mets fan, I don't dislike you. <laughs> well, some of you I don't like, but first of all, I probably like We you. don't hate anybody. I don't we hate anyone. We're, we love everybody. Uh, no, I don't. We love everybody. All right, you want to talk a little bit about the Johnny Cueto incident? The yeah, so he came out and said that it seems like on some nights the team has played without fire. What's, by the way, if you've watched the White Sox, very much apparent that they come out flat four times a week, it seems like. Um, and then Tony comes out and says, that's just not true. We come out, we play hard every night. Bullshit, Tony, by the way. Um, and then Lucas Giolito comes out and backs Johnny Cueto and says, yeah, what he said was basically true. We come out some nights and it seems like we're flat. So if that doesn't show the disconnect between the manager's office and the um, players, I don't know what will. We've seen, I mean, we saw Lance Lincoln with the third base coach. We saw last year... Um, Tony LaRusso, first of all, the Jeremy Mercedes situation, who apparently beloved the Lance Lynn situation where he says, I have the office, you yeah. have the locker room. Not the way to run a team right now, Tony. But it just shows that that old school mentality, not how you play baseball now. Not when you have a team like that that has so many dynamic personalities. That you, it, being a manager, it matters that the in-game decisions, obviously, that matters. But the biggest thing you can do is be able to manage your personalities and manage them well and gel and have the players trust you. I'm I'm not in the clubhouse, so I'm not going to say this for, as a certainty. But to me, from afar, it seems like that is not the case, and they do not follow Tony LaRusso very well. It sure does feel that way, and that might not be true. I don't know. I'm not in there. But just those comments to me just highlights another instance of maybe LaRusso not the right guy in 2022. Yeah, and I think that those. I mean, I think a lot of us raised our eyebrows when we saw them hire him last year. Because after the DUI, there's been a lot of situations make a lot of where sense. it just seems like. You know, he just doesn't fit with what that team needed. That team needed a Gabe Kapler. That team needed, a, you know, not a Jace Tingler, but just a young guy that can teach it, that can coach his, um, his young guys and be, uh, who's the guy? Brandon Hyde, a guy like that. That's what they needed. And they just kind of went, they reverted back, and I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's not, it was odd, and it, it hasn't worked. No, I mean, to be honest, it hasn't, it hasn't worked. worked. They didn't meet their expectations um, last year. They're, they're really not doing it this year. Them and the Blue Jays, to me, are the most, two most disappointing teams in baseball. Montoyo's gone. Um, the Phillies were one of the most disappointing base teams in baseball. Their manager's gone, Joe Girardi. Um, Angels, same way. Joe Madden's gone. I don't really understand why the White Sox are holding on other than they regret letting him go in the 80s. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that does feel like that was exactly the reason. I mean, I think it was. And, and it seems like that's still the reason why he's still around, and I don't, I don't get it. Uh, early this week, for those of you out there watching baseball, um, the Cardinals obviously don't play tomorrow, but uh, Tigers-Guardians, I think they have a doubleheader tomorrow. So, hey, Guardians can keep it rolling. That, uh, and, and they're at home. If you're listening to this, you're probably a Cardinal fan or you're D. 
<laughs> so go watch the Brewers game because that's a big game for us. I, yeah. Is it in LA? Um, no, it's in. It's. I'm sorry. It's in uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yes. So it's going to be probably a seven o'clock game. Seven ten. Go go watch it. I mean, it's going to be a good game. I don't know what the pitching matchup is. Is it listed? Yeah, Freddie. It might be Freddie. Uh, I, I, I wish I'm, I had that, but I'm I not sure who it is. But me. it's going to be a good series, and it's very impactful to the Cardinal series, um, the Cardinal season. So I'd go um, watch it. It's going to be some good baseball, probably. Yeah, you've got uh, Mets Braves too. That's the other big one. Mets Braves. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, watch yeah. That one so um, d- double screen I, it. One can. one thing I, I also think that we ought to just mention is the Orioles. If you're not paying attention, we've talked about so them on fun. here before, but I love I, I just think what Adley Rushman is doing. Is unbelievable right now, and and you add into the fact that with the young pitching staff, you got Cedric Mullins on that team. You I know, I, I just I just hate that they trade Jorge Lopez. I, I really do. You no, know, I did until first off, I don't know. You're a big Wire fan. Did you see this? No. Felix Batista, the new closer, who is oh yeah, he's dominant. He's awesome. He's on my fantasy team. He comes into the Omar with. I did. Yes, I did and see that. In the video, the lights are pumped. I, yes. wish, I really wish we do this at Bush Stadium. Yeah. But my God, is awesome. That made me change my attitude. He is also electric. Very, very yes, good. Yes, he is. He is. Um, comes into the Omar whistle. If you don't know, it's from the Wire, a yeah. show in front, um, based in Baltimore. Correct. So that's why he's doing it. Well, um, by the way, second greatest TV show of all time. Yeah, I need to watch it. Some would argue, Rob Wallace, if you're listening, he'd argue it's number one. Yeah, and I need to watch it. I, I will start un- soon. It's literally but unbelievable. He's been he's been great. I really I like I've said this a lot. A lot of pri- I'm praise to Brandon Hyde. He's uh, the players seem to really love that guy. Um, Adley Rush must give him some some credit here with some stats. Two fifty average. He got off to a really tough start, so that's a little low. But who cares? It's twenty twenty two. Six jacks. Three war already, by the way. Three war, the guy's played in 66 games. So if you are if you want to do a quick math, that's around a seven war average, which is an MVP level player. 800 OPS, 128 OPS plus, 362 OBP as a first-year player, by the way. And if uh, J-Rod wasn't just absolutely lighting the world on fire, he'd be the rookie of the year already. Um, 100 total bases already. Um, he's been... Man, but, uh, he's now, been hold on. Put some respect on Bobby Witt Jr., who's been very good lately. I don't too. think he's been as impactful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's great, too. Right. They're all three are great. Um, but at least just the impact is how pitching their ERA's gone down. Every it seems like he can command uh, pitching staff like no twenty three year old maybe ever has been able to. Or twenty four? How old is he? Twenty four yeah. years old. Um, yeah, I, I'm a huge Ali Rushman fan. I put a tweet out the other day that said he's becoming the best catcher in front of our eyes. I think he's already the best catcher in the American League. I mean, the Buster Posey comps are there for a reason. Yeah. I think um, he, tomorrow night, just so awesome. you know, Urias versus Peralta. Urias versus Peralta? Yeah. All right, so that's, I mean, that's yeah. two really good pitchers. So um, that matchup. Also, another matchup to watch, keep an eye on, Rays-Yankees. That's always fun. Rays are always, always fun. always fun to watch. Now, Cole tomorrow night. Rays, uh, by the way, sneaky, the guy who throws all the time, TBD. Sneakily um, catching up to be the second spot in the in the least. I yeah. yep. 16-53, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Randy, Randy's Nobody been, knows. Randy's been killing it lately. It's good for him. I'm a big fan of him, obviously. Nobody knows how they but do it. But I don't know. Also, Drew Rasmussen. Almost through a perfect game tonight. Yeah. Did I get it? Because you guys were fucking talking about well, it. it wasn't right me. when I came I back and you said something it. about it, he didn't lost it immediately. It. But um, yeah, Drew, if he can get going too, man, that rotation can be good. And I think Glasnow might be on the way back, so that that could be really good for him too. It could be. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, now I feel like I've lost it. It was right here. Oh, here, let's talk about. You talked about the the entrance for Bautista in Baltimore. We love the Timmy Trumpets and Edwin Diaz coming in. Everybody, oh, those videos are awesome. Captivated everybody. St. Louis, you got to get better. You've got to get better. Look, first of all, it's it's a slippery slope using Hell's Bells. That was Trevor Hoffman's walk-in song. It's a sacred song. But if you're going to use it, today, Albert hits the three-run homer, right? 
The crowd is literally shaking. The the entire stadium's rocking. Well, Parkville just crumbling. The The door opens, and they're still playing some bum-ass music. As soon as that door opens, the first bell should drop. Yeah, so last... yeah. What are we doing? Who is in control? Somebody... I don't know who's listening that maybe has a little power. Can we get that to happen? Because right after the Pujols home run, that place might have collapsed if they went in right into the bells with Hell's Bells. If you're going to do it, let's do it right. He's becoming a franchise-altering closer. He's becoming that guy right now. Last year, Alex Reyes, they had that. Remember, they had that closing graphic up there where they had a video that said closing time and it had stuff like that. They did it with the tsunami when Carlos Martinez Correct. was doing it. I don't know, stayed him so long. Ron Helsley should get that cool mix up there with the video of him doing cool things and screaming or whatever. He also doesn't really scream, but of doing cool things. And they should have a graphic up there that's that's gonna get everyone yeah, excited. You gotta be better. You gotta have. So for me, I, I get really excited when Ryan Helsley comes in the game because I love the guy. And but to me the crowd wasn't into it as much as they should no, be and it, to have a generational guy coming yes. in. And if you have the bell like you said and the hell's bells blaring, it needs to be louder first. Yes, off. first off. And what are we doing? I really wish we had kind of a closed stadium, but because it's just louder in there. But um, because the, the, you the, need that you need to have that. I don't. Know, he just uh, he deserves the crowd to be buzzing when he comes into the game because he's that good. They start and the you, Timmy Trumpet Charlie yes. with him. How and, awesome is that? By and way? and then they've got the outfielders doing like. The whole crowd. You've got Mr. Mets playing the trumpet. Let's go. Let's go also, with Brian Helsley and let's start getting this right. Because if we're going to be electric, let's be electric. Let's not half-ass our way yeah, through it. I, hey, why half-ass one thing? No, why full? Full ass. Full ass one thing when you can half-ass two. Don't half-ass two things. Full ass. Ron Swanson is, is what I'm trying to quote well, here, saying, but I don't think it's well, what right. What you're saying is contradicting what you. Yeah. Realize. Well, my point is. <laughs> Let's do it right. Don't have That's to. all I wanted to do. Um, also, this is funny. This is just a little small thing. But Mr. Matt, um, they change his head, I guess, sometimes. And when Max Scherzer was pitching, he had two different color dice. I thought that was funny. That's good. Hey, so well that's done, a Good Mets. job by the Mets. Well the done, Mets, 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 whoever runs their marketing and stuff in the stadium, they're doing a great job. Yeah, so they keep are. it up. Uh, before we get out of here, we've got a little news that we want to break because I think that that's what we should do on our 50th episode. Um, Look at that. Just so to clarify, earlier I, I said there's a little Wayne lyric. And then we said, we don't hate anyone. We're not haters here. Uh, some of us are lovers, most of y'all are haters, but I put up a wall and they just wallpaper. That's what I was referring to. Just could not get that out there. Could not get, could, basic ass white could not get that all the way out. the only out. line um, Lil Wayne's <laughs> ever written that you could actually say. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, it does, it does make sense, right? Um, okay. So, listen, a few things. Obviously, we started this just a little bit over a year ago. Uh, we talked to you guys. We did this because... This is what Caleb and I do every single night. It drives our family. We still do it. This right. even... Doesn't drive our family crazy, but it was like, okay, yes, well, does. we might as well put this out there because we know that there are people who are listening, who obviously we're friends with, but also people we know, but also people who just like to—they're having the same kind of thoughts in their head or whatever. So, first of all, shout out—we we absolutely love all of you guys. Thank you so much for this this year, this fifty episodes, all of it. It's been so for me. It's been incredibly fun. Like. I don't even know why people listen, but thank you for doing that. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's awesome. So I know why me. Well, fair. That's very fair. Um, we, I, my, our family, Sans Caleb, who's staying back, leaves tomorrow morning. We're taking our, our Caleb's twin, Hannah, to, to Loyola to move her in in New Orleans. We'll be out of town, and then we get back, and we move Kay up to U of I, where you are going to be a full-time Champagne resident. Yep. Yeah. House of Pain for you. Yep. There you go. All right. Um. With, so we were trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? And this has been something we've been talking about for a while. Um, so we're really excited to announce that we've started our own YouTube channel. So with that being said, we will also be putting out video podcasts coming soon. Yep, vodcasts. Vodcasts, is that what we call them? No. Okay. 
I like it's called podcast. All right, um, so we're pretty excited about that. Like we've got we've got a nice little fun. We want to we want to kind of take that up. John Boy, Chris Rose rotation. We're going to be part of your your life here soon. That's who we want to be. Yeah, I would love to be absolutely. But what it does for us, I'll, it does a few things. It allows Caleb and I to obviously see each other twice a week when we when we do this instead of just talking or FaceTiming or whatever. Um, it allows us to continue to do it. Uh, it also what it does for us, and it's one of the things we've talked about for honestly a year. Is we want to bring and we, the guests we have are absolutely incredible, and we're going to keep bringing them in. Uh, we we love the guys to come on with us. We can't thank them enough, and we're going to continue that. But it also opens up an opportunity for us to get other guests, which uh, it, when you're limited to just audio, sometimes it limits your ability to get the guests that you would like to have outside. And I know Kale's been in talks with some people. Uh, some pretty cool guests that I think we're going to be able to get on here in the next couple months that we never ever thought maybe we'd be able to with with just doing the audio. Yeah, and also it just it also uh, I know for me personally the only podcast I listen to um, on the podcast it, uh, app on your phone or whatever you call it is Brendan Shaver's podcast because I like listening to him a lot. Shout out if you're listening. Yeah, Brendan's the best. Um, and he doesn't have YouTube, but for the most part, I find almost all podcasts I listen to on YouTube. Because I just I have it on my PlayStation, I turn it on and it just plays in the background. So I I think it will reach more people. And it's also there's something also a little bit more accessible and um, personal about being able to see the people that Agreed. are talking to you. And like right now, it's just a voice. I right. bet when you release that video today, right. like, they're probably like, is that what they look maybe, like? We, maybe our viewers, yeah, our viewers maybe, maybe should our like go down. They saw your man, but, 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 but we are gonna we are gonna try and do a little more, bit more of that stuff too, uh, as far as some promos and things like that, just to get excited because. To be fair, I love the interaction that we have on Facebook and Twitter with you guys. It's awesome. So this allows us to just open up another platform. We will still be on Anchor. So for those of you who, who prefer to listen to just our voices, because Caleb and I might have a face made for radio, and we understand that, that's oh, fine. Oh, I definitely do. That's fine. That's we question. will still be on, on Anchor. We're still going to upload all of our stuff that we do there. But this just gives – it opens up a massive door for us yeah, and that big... we've been trying to kind of knock down for yeah. a while. This isn't an easy business. And, again, we're not – I mean, we're not there yet. We're no, not but it's what close. I am trying to do. Correct. Like, that's what I'm trying to get into. And, hey, if he can pull me along on the side cart, I'm okay with and it. And also, like, just an example of, like, the impact that can have, this whole YouTube thing. You know, Pat McAfee, I'm not sure I would have ever found him if he was just doing audio, right. if he wasn't on YouTube. And then I can show him to you, and now you listen to him. I'll show you show him to people. Absolutely. So the word of mouth on YouTube, it's probably the biggest media app in the world right yeah. now. Um, that's also another reason. And I also think it's just cool. And you can leave comments on YouTube apps yep. easily, on YouTube videos easily. They're right down there. We can read them and have suggestions and stuff like that. It's just a more accessible thing for you guys and for us. So we're right. trying to figure it out. Bear with us as well. I'm going to have to edit everything because he's technically challenged. And I don't really Hold know. On. Technologically challenged? I don't think that that's true. Technologically I think here's challenged. the thing. One of us is going into the career of sports journalism. So one of us should have the experience of editing Videos, I get it, and of doing but you thumbnails. are definitely more technologically challenged than I am. That's a fact. I'm so sure that's it's true. definitely true. Either way, um, but <laughs> but so it's going to be a little time consuming, and we're going to try to figure it out. So it's not going to be perfect immediately. No, it's obviously. not. But it's a but work it's in another way to get people to be able to. So we'll. I mean, I, I heard it from Pat, and I, and I, I continue to use it. Tell a friend, and, and you guys have done that. We've seen we've seen that happen. Like we're, we're I mean, we're seeing the numbers start to change, and that's because of you guys. And you all are the best. So. Again, we will still be on Anchor. We're not going anywhere. We'll still be on the audio, uh, but we will. It is, is going to give us the opportunity to also bring in, I think, just more guests. Which is, hey, you you hear us talk all the time and probably get tired of that. I think it's going to be cool to get to connect with people from all around the country who we've connected with on Twitter, 
who people have heard of, who people maybe might have watched play, and now we get to have them and their face right there next to ours. That's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, and you can see my reaction when you say stupid shit, and <laughs> you can see my face instead of just hearing the disappointment in my voice. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So we're really geeked about this. We're really, really excited. Uh, probably start this. I don't know if it'll, our next podcast will be on video. Maybe. But, but more think information I think we're probably going to try to do that. Yes. We'll see. We tried, also, we, we, may not have, last night. we may not have a podcast until after the second series this week because you're going to be gone. Correct. I and will be gone until Friday. This is yeah. a busy week. Very busy week. And, um, yeah, so we probably won't be back till next weekend. But, again, we're super geeked about this. We think it's going to be so much fun. It just opens up so many pathways for, for Caleb and I and also for you guys just to, to be able to make some more connections with people. I'm, I'm super geeked about the possibilities that Caleb's been talking to about some of the people we might be able to have on here. Yep, I really am, and and again, we'll also still have the people we've always had on here for the last year because without them, I don't even know if this thing's still rolling. I mean, you know, if we get, ever get Barry Bonds on this podcast, just know <laughs> that I have made it in life, and my goals been <laughs> well, achieved. One of the ladies I teach with her and her husband were at an event at Top Golf not too long ago, and she took a picture. It was Albert's event, mm-hmm. his uh, um, charity event, and I was like, "Can you just ask him to come on the podcast?" I, I don't know if she made that happen. No. Also, Albert, the things he's done for St. Louis is so cool. Oh, just yeah. as a player and all yeah. the stuff he's done for today the Today was awesome. Today was one... I don't think we almost did it justice. That was one of the coolest moments I have seen at Bush so Stadium awesome. in so long. It to see Albert get the machine not act like a machine. I think he's really enjoying this year. The bat, and he, the bat flip. He seems... And then the, I don't know if ooh. I've seen a guy that, at his age obviously, seem this determined on really wanting to win. I mean, not all 52-year-olds awesome. can do that. Yeah. 42. No, allegedly. I love it. I love allegedly. it. I love him... And it was so it was awesome. It was special to watch. Like all you have to do is mention his name, Yachty's name, Wayno's name in the in the in the ballpark, and the place goes wild. They're showing but highlights. He does stuff like of that. Baseball on ESPN of Albert Pools. That's yeah. how impactful he is. Yeah, that right. doesn't happen. Yeah. There's Derek Jeter, of course. Yeah, uh, awesome. So again, thank you so much, guys, for everything. We will be back. We'll be back next weekend. Like I said, we're moving Caleb in on Saturday. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll be back probably Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. That's After my guess. Yeah, that's my guess. Um, you guys have an amazing week. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Once again, you know where to find us on the socials. Give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We will have the info coming on our YouTube channel and how to find us and everything else. Please share that. We can't thank you all enough. Take care. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Noble.